through this coming year how good he is. And right through into when he takes us home to etern- in eternity. Right, title is Keep Growing. Turn, turn please to page 1395 and it's the second letter of Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1 and uh, it's uh, page 1395, the passage that was read for us. Thank you very much. My wife and I went on holiday in October and uh, we've got into, well, she's especially got into paddleboarding. She's very keen on paddleboarding. Anyone else like paddleboarding? Well, it can be a great sport to do. Uh, and uh, we took our paddleboards into the sea uh, just off Weymouth. But something happened. It was a lovely, bright, sunny morning and it seemed calm and peaceful. But there was a current, and uh, this current took hold of, well, both of our boards, but I managed to get away close and stick close to the coast, but unfortunately, the current took hers right out, and she was helpless in this current, and eventually uh, got onto some sort of platoon and had to be rescued. The current had carried her away. Me, well, I'd managed to keep paddling and uh, paddling, veering away and out of the current. That's what to do when there's a rip, uh, a rip tide. Apparently, you're meant to uh, keep paddling with it, but towards the edge of it uh, and paddling out of it. But uh, there we are, lessons to be learned. Now, here's our first slide, and uh, it's from the last verses of what Peter writes in this letter. And it's very interesting because he says, lest you also uh, fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of wicked men. Peter is concerned about the false teachers that are coming in uh, to the church there, uh, that these people could be carried away drawn away on this current. Well, how are they to prevent that? Well, Peter says in verse 18, the last verse, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What will be the safeguard for these Christians uh, that Peter is writing to uh, when there's all kinds of errors coming in and false teachings and wrong teachings, keep going, keep growing, he says. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And really, that's what he's writing about in this first opening section, verses 1 to 11. He wants them to keep growing. And uh, that's that uh, 3 verse 18, that's a key verse for this letter. Yet so often, Christians don't. I remember reading, I was doing some eldership training, and I read of Alexander Strauch. And he said this, most Christians stop growing by the time they are 40. And for some of you, 40 is a long way off. For some of you, it's a long way behind. For me, it's a long way behind. But here's the question. Are we going to stagnate? Or are we going to keep growing? And this is the safeguard against those currents 
that would cause us to, to be drawn away from Jesus Christ, to keep on growing. And so that's my question this morning and for 2022. Are you growing or are you drifting? If you're on a paddleboard and you don't keep moving forward, you'll drift and you'll drift with the current or the wind. That's what we've got to do. You've got to keep growing. So here's the first thing. And uh, here's the next slide, please. You've got everything you need in these first few verses. So here's what Peter says in verse 3 through to 4. His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Or his divine power has given us everything we need for living in godliness and in in, uh, in holiness. So there we are. That's what we need. You've got all you need. I remember we were having our bathroom sorted out, and uh, the plumber, he said, don't go to B&Q. There's nobody here who works for B&Q, I hope. He said, don't go to B&Q. He says, because you'll end up There'll be something missing. There'll be some washers missing or a tap missing or, or nuts missing or something like that. You'll be going back uh, and you'll have to be waiting for a, another order. Uh, and thankfully, we didn't do that and uh, everything was installed on time uh, and went smoothly. But here's what Peter is saying. You have everything you need. You've got the whole kit and there's nothing missing. False teachers were claiming that they have the key. Probably they were saying, we've got the key to becoming divine. If you follow our ways, you listen to our teaching, you have our knowledge, then you'll become divine like us. Lots of people making crazy claims today. All kinds of ideas uh, and false teachings go around. But Peter reassures these believers that they have the complete package. They have everything they need. So let's look at what we already have. And Peter says, you have, first of all, our precious faith. His divine power has given us everything we need by, oh, look what he says in verse 1, actually. Come back to verse 1. To those who have obtained like precious faith, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter is saying to these believers, they'd never seen Jesus Christ like he had. They'd never met with him uh, in his humanity uh, on earth. But he says, your faith is as precious as mine and as that of the other apostles. That's an incredible statement, isn't it? And it applies to you and to me here in the 21st century. Your faith, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got a faith that is as precious and full as that of Peter, the apostle, and the other apostles as well, who had met with 
and walked with Jesus on this earth. We often think, I wish I'd lived that time. I wish I'd been one of those disciples walking along the road with him and listening to what he said. But your faith is as precious as that of theirs. And how wonderful that is. That's a glorious thing, isn't it? That's a great encouragement to you and to me today. 2022, how are you going to get through? How are you going to go forward? Remember this, your faith is as precious as that of the apostle Peter and the other apostles. And then you've got God's precious promises. That's the second thing. God's precious promises. Uh, in verse 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Now, through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. That's great, isn't it? I wonder what your favorite promise is in the Bible. He cares for you. You're going to look at that tonight. That's a great promise, isn't it? To know that for sure as you step into this coming year. Here we are, second day of 2022. He cares for you. One of my favorites is Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always. Every moment of every day, he's there. He's with me. Whatever circumstance I'm in, whatever situation I face, whatever illness you might be enduring, whatever isolation you might be having to endure at the moment, he is with you. You're going to school this coming week, and perhaps you feel you haven't got many friends. You have him with you. How better than that can it be? I'm with you always. And then Peter had a great promise that he speaks about in this letter. He talks about Jesus coming again. I'm going to come again and take you to be with me where I am. That's a glorious thing, isn't it? This world and all its troubles and all its turmoils, there's a great promise. One day he's coming. We've sung of that already. And then here's something else. Here's a third P. So precious faith, precious promises, and I didn't get this on the PowerPoint, partakers of the divine nature. Look at that in verse 4. That through these, through these precious promises, and what he's done in us, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in, that is in the world through lust. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? Peter is talking about being born again, the new birth. He has come into our hearts. He has changed us. He's made us alive, who are spiritually dead, who are blind. We've been made to see. We were spiritually deaf. We've been made to hear. Uh, and his word has come alive to us. We know him. We've got a relationship with him. Where once we were far off, we didn't know him. That's a glorious thing, isn't it? That's an amazing thing. Partakers of the divine nature. It's impossible to understand it fully, but his Holy Spirit comes to live within us. We belong to him now and forever. Have you been born again like that? Has that happened to you? To be, as Peter will go on to say, to be cleansed from your sin, purged from your sins, washed from your sins, brought to know him, 
trusting in what he has done for you on the cross and then to live your life step by step, day by day, through 2022 and for the rest of your days with him. It comes when you look to him and put your trust in Jesus Christ. Have you done that? Do that. Begin that. Become one of those who are partakers of the divine nature, then have a pre like precious faith, like Peter's, and then all the promises will be sure to you. Are you thankful for those things this morning? You have everything you need. You've got everything you need. You've got the whole package, all the kit to live this Christian life as you go into 2022. Be thankful for that. Something to be very thankful for today and each day of our lives. Second thing, you're to keep growing in maturity. Here in these verses, we'll look at verses 5 through to 7 now. And uh, here are building blocks. Ever had an extension put on your house? We had an extension put on our house once, and uh, I watched the builder do it. Uh, and first of all, the foundations were put in, uh, and then he got on with the, the breeze blocks. And they were a bit of a breeze because they went up pretty quickly. But then the outer skin, the outer wall, uh, was ordinary brickwork facing bricks, and uh, that took a long time. It seemed one brick, then another brick, then another brick, then course by course by course, uh, and so it went on. That's a bit like our lives. It's something we add brick by brick by brick by brick. And these uh, things that Peter talks about here, they're not something that you add uh, and uh, you move on to the next one. You had, have one, then you move on to the other. You need them all. You need the whole package because right at the beginning he talks about add to your faith, and then at the end he talks about love. Faith and love, they sort of uh, are like the envelope that hold all these other things together. You need the whole thing. You can't have bits missing when you build a wall. You can't have a bit missing in the middle. Otherwise, the wall will fall down, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be any good. You've got to have a complete wall, all the bricks in place. And that's what Peter is saying here. You need all these things, uh, build all of these things into your life. These are the things to concentrate on. Not what the false teachers are offering, all their crazy experiences and stupid ideas. Just get down to these things to building these things into your life. So what does Peter says? Add to your faith in verse 5. Add to your faith virtue. That means goodness. Goodness. It means doing what good you can, where you can, to others. Jesus said that when he said, let your light shine before men, in Matthew chapter 5, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In Peter's first letter, he said something similar, didn't he? Uh, By your good works, which they observe, may glorify God in the day of visitation. That's something that Christians 
are to do. Something John Wesley said is very profound here. If we can have the next slide, that'll, that'll, that'll show us. The next one after that, please. Here we go. Here's what John Wesley said. Do all the good you can to whomever you can, whenever you can, and wherever you can. I like that. That's a challenge, isn't it? That's something to do in uh, 2022. Do all the good you can to whomever you can, wherever you can, and wherever you can. Christians are to be known by that. And then the next thing is self-control. Self-control. We were on holiday once in uh, uh, years and years ago when our kids were small, and uh, we were looking after somebody's small holding. Uh, we, we looked after their house, lived in their house for a couple of weeks, and uh, uh, they'd gone away, and uh, we had to look after their chickens and after all the, all the, water all the vegetables and, uh, uh, and uh, look after uh, other animals. But they had a couple of horses there, ponies. And they said, you can ride the ponies. But our kids, they couldn't be bothered uh, to go into the house and get all the bridlery kit out and uh, saddle up the horses and put a bridle on them. They wanted to ride bareback. Have you ever ridden bareback? But when they rode paint box and chocolate, they were the two ponies, bareback, they just had to go wherever paint box and chocolate wanted to go in the next bit of nice green grass and the, they had no control. That's what Peter is saying. Don't be unbridled. Don't just go wherever your whims and fancies take you. Because you can easily be led astray in that way. Instead, be in control. Steer your life. Choose where you go and choose what is right. And choose what is good. What you look at, what you watch, what you feed your soul on, what, what you do in your life and how you discipline your life and your regularity of life. And that will give you steadfastness or perseverance. I think steadfastness perhaps is better than perseverance. It's not just enduring, but it's making sure you keep a steady path and have a steady growth. When children are growing up, they grow in fits and spurts, don't they? they suddenly their feet grow, and then they shoot up, they sprout up, and uh, if, if you need new shoes, you're going to need a new coat and a new uh, set of trousers or whatever uh, soon. I found that with our boys. But, uh, and we can be like that as Christians, can't we? We can be up and down. And uh, we can be particularly like that when we first become Christians, uh, really keen for the Lord at one moment and then something comes along and disappoints us and or we struggle with and we cast right down and we're really struggling or we fall on our faces and Peter wants us to be steadfast, consistent, be consistent, be consistent in reading your Bible, be consistent in keeping close to the Lord in prayer, be consistent in coming uh, to the means of grace, to fellowship and hearing his word uh, and prayer uh, and service together. And not blowing hot and cold and uh, hit and miss. That's what Peter is calling for here. This perseverance, this uh, steadfastness, and then godliness. 
It's a bit like uh, you become like the people you spend most time with. Have you heard that? Do you find that to be so? You see people that have been married for many, many years, 50 years or whatever, uh, uh, and they've become so like each other. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, and you spend time with your friends. You tend to do what your friends do. Peter is saying, if you spend time with God, spend time with Jesus, you'll become more like Jesus. A bit like my torch. You put it in the sun, uh, and it gets its energy from the sun, and then it can shine out. When we spend time with Jesus, we'll become like Jesus, and we'll live more like Jesus in this world. Uh, and we'll become godly people in this world. We'll show God uh, to a world that needs to see what God is like, that needs to see what Jesus is like. And then brotherly kindness, brotherly affection, caring for each other, being concerned for each other, being compassionate to each other, being thoughtful of each other. Do you know this... Lockdown has made us very introspective, isn't it? And uh, we, we pull up our drawbridges and uh, uh, we think of our family and, uh, uh, and it's necessary sometimes, isn't it, to do that. Uh, but we forget people outside. As we, let's build this into our lives more and more, this coming year, that we're care, caring, concerned and compassionate and sympathetic to each other. We're not just preoccupied with ourselves, but we're putting ourselves in their shoes. Peter even talks, uh, Paul talks about weeping with those that weep and rejoicing with those that rejoice. Sharing each other's experiences. And then, if that wasn't enough, he adds love as well. He goes beyond just brotherly kindness to this, uh, to this kindness that is between brothers and sisters and the uh, friendship that we have in the family of God, but this very love of God uh, that has been put in our hearts that we're to cultivate and develop where we truly love each other. And it's the love of Christ, isn't it? And John says this, isn't it? We're to love as he has loved us. He gave his life for us. And then John says we've got to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Are you prepared to do that? To sacrifice yourself. To even sacrifice your own views and your own opinions and say, well, yes, I'll respect yours as well. And we may differ, but uh, we'll get on. Uh, to be forbearing, that's what that means. Uh, and then to be forgiving. Be tender-hearted, Paul says, forgiving each other, just as in God Christ forgave us. In Christ God forgave us. That's a great challenge, isn't it, for this coming year? Will you do that? To build these things into your life. Goodness, doing all the good that you can. 
self-control, steadfastness, and then godliness, becoming more like Jesus, being affectionate to one another, kind to one another, and then showing real love, sacrificial love to one another. If you do these things and abound, Peter says, do them. Grow and keep growing. I remember once, years and years ago, arriving somewhere to preach, and one of the leaders of the church had died that very morning, sadly. They were very sad, the leaders there. They'd lost a dear brother. And he was young. He was just in his early 60s. But they said this about him. He died climbing. He died climbing. They didn't mean that he died in a climbing accident. He died of a heart attack. But he was still going forward. He was still growing. He was still following Jesus <coughs> and becoming more like Jesus in his life. That's a challenge for you and me, isn't it? To keep going, to keep following Jesus, to keep adding these things into our lives. And here's what Peter says in the end. Here's the next slide. If you can have that. You'll be abundantly fruitful, have assurance, and amazing hope. That's great, isn't it? Fruitfulness, assurance, and amazing hope. Peter says, you'll be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your life will have an effect. You won't just have a head stuffed with knowledge, because people with heads stuffed with knowledge can become judgmental and critical of others but rather you'll be bearing the fruits of the Spirit that will be reproduced, not just in your life, but in the lives of those you touch as well. You won't be a stagnant pond, but what comes into your life will flow out unto others, to the glory of Jesus. So often we, we come to church and we think, well, I want a blessing. I want to be blessed. Or we meet with fellowship or uh, we treat it like a supermarket, really. We go to consume. We go to get. Peter's saying here, oh, that your lives might be a blessing. Not be blessed so much as be a blessing to others. Let that be something you aim for in this coming year to be a blessing as you build these characteristics into your life so you will be goodness, self-control, steadfastness, love and brotherly kindness and likeness to Jesus. And you will be a blessing to others. And then you'll have great assurance as well, Peter says. He who lacks these things, verse 9, is not short-sighted or blind Forgetting that he was cleansed from his old sins, therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make your calling an election sure. If 
you do these things, you'll never stumble. You'll have great assurance, Peter says, if you do these things. If you add these things into your faith, they'll make you sure that you have been cleansed from your past sins. Yeah, we still fall. We still fail. We've still got to go to Christ. And he is our advocate who cleanses us from our sins. But we'll know great assurance of his grace to us in Jesus Christ. And then, the last thing, you have amazing hope. Verse 11, I like this. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Another version says this. You will receive a rich welcome into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love that. What are you looking forward to? Year by year goes, doesn't it? Comes and goes. And uh, we're marching on in our lives. We're on a pilgrimage, on a journey. What's the goal? What's the end? It's going to be a welcome one day. If we add these things into our faith, there'll come a day when one day we'll be welcomed into his eternal kingdom. Possibly... Peter was thinking of Nero. Nero uh, was up and down in his popularity with uh, the Roman people. And uh, one time his popularity was low. uh, And so he thought he'd invent a lottery. So he had a lottery and the winner of the lottery would be invited into the palace and given a sumptuous feast staying with Nero. All kinds of luscious foods, uh, uh, like you've had at Christmas, perhaps. Uh, And then they'd be given gifts of slaves or a chariot or a holiday home or something like that. Peter says you're going to do better than that. You're going to receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What a glorious thing that is we can look forward to. As once a a missionary coming home from having served the Lord many, many years in Africa, and they came home to America, docked in on a ship in New York before the days of international flights, easy international flights, and when, uh, when they docked, they had to wait two hours before they could disembark. Why? Because President Roosevelt had been on his safari to, to Africa, and he was disembarking with all his entourage and uh, all his luggage carried out, and uh, uh, the band was playing, the, uh, the bunting was out, and uh, there was a great fanfare, uh, and he went out with a great parade, And then afterwards, the barriers came down and the ordinary passengers could take their luggage off the ship. And this couple, they'd served the Lord for many, many years. They carried their luggage down the gangplank. There was no one to welcome them, no one to greet them. And they found a little place to lodge in before they carried on their onward journey to their home. And they felt a bit disgruntled. Well, the man did anyway. And his wife said, 
You better sort this out with the Lord. So he went for a little walk. He came back. And she said, what did the Lord say? He said that you're not home yet. You're not home yet. There's going to be a welcome. There's going to be all the bunting and all the band playing and all the richness of a feast and a welcome home from our Savior, Jesus Christ. We can look forward to into his everlasting kingdom. I can never spoil or perish or fade away our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look forward to that. So every reason to keep growing, keep adding to your faith, Peter says. Keep building these blocks into your life. Faith, goodness, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. Let those be built into your life this coming year. Thankful for the precious faith you have, as precious as that of the apostles, for the precious promises that are utterly dependable and will never fail, and that you be made a partaker of the divine nature. May God bless you. Let's pray together. Thank you, our Father, that we as your people here in Holbrooks, we can look at your word uh, and we can receive instruction. We have so much to encourage us, Lord. Such a precious faith, such great and precious promises. And you've made us partakers of the divine nature. You've caused us to be born again through your Spirit who lives within us. And Lord, you've given us every reason to go on in our faith, every encouragement. We've got a great uh, fruitfulness promised and an abundance of assurance and a, a, an amazing hope of what is to come, a rich welcome into your eternal kingdom. Help us, Lord, then to build these things into our lives, to grow and to keep growing, that we might be protected from going astray and falling away. Lord, just watch over us, each and every one. And we ask this in and through Christ our Savior's name. Amen. The power of your love.
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the one that can lift us up. Lord, you can mount us up like on eagles' wings. Lord, you raise the, the, the low when you lift them high. You, you give beauty for ashes. You do so much, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we are the better for being your children. We are blessed for being your children this morning. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that in you we find the strength we need for every situation, for each day. And we pray, Lord, for this word we've heard today may be an encouragement to our souls. Bless our brother for preaching your word to us this morning. And may, Lord, we dwell on these things and, Lord, indeed grow for your glory and praise. Part us now with your blessing in the Saviour's name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 